It's a delight to be speaking with an executive and communication coach, a keynote speaker and the author of four books, including the best-selling book titled Speak With No Fear, which has appeared on numerous book lists, even get, getting designated as the number one book on overcoming fear of speaking on Forbes.com. Welcome to the show, Mike. How are you doing? Hey, doing great, Toby. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to talking with you. Thank you so much for, for joining me today on this episode of Mirror Talk. As I said earlier, I'm just so excited and delighted to be speaking with you and to learn from everything that you've experienced in life and everything that you've been able to, you know, impact people's life with also. So I, I would love us to start with, you know, with your life story. Like, I would love to hear about your story of growing up as a son of drug addicts who turned into missionaries. So please, can you, can you share this story with me? It's actually not even drug addicts. It's actually drug dealers. So my parents actually didn't really too, do too much of the drugs that they dealt, yeah. but they dealt drugs and they smuggled drugs flying over to Colombia and Mexico and bringing it back to the United States. This is back in the days of, of hippies. So this is not about cartel drug dealers, but just more like fun-loving hippies bringing marijuana mostly from, from Colombia to United States. But they were definitely not religious, definitely not generous with people in the sense of finding a way to take care of things. They were just making money and living life and doing the hippie thing. And <laughs> then when I was about four years old, they had already switched over to a coffee company. So I've always seen my parents start things. <laughs> and I, they were pharmaceutical entrepreneurs, drug dealers. Then they were coffee entrepreneurs. And then my mom started a preschool. And then my dad switched over to law. And during that time, right when I was about three, four years old, my parents had this dramatic encounter and they just called it a supernatural religious experience where they went from far away from being anything associated with Jesus to becoming Jesus followers. And we're not talking about the type of Christians that just go to church or just vote a certain way or just something like that, not political, not just showing up Sunday Christians, but let's try to find out what Jesus does and let's try to follow him. So my mom used to take us to the nursing homes. My parents would take us to, to feed homeless on the streets of Seattle. And we did some other things. And so I got to watch them. They weren't perfect, but I could see that they were really working to embrace this life. And then when I was 10 years old, my dad came home from work and he said, I quit my job. We're moving to Mexico. So <laughs> then they fought oh, wow. and we fought and then we moved to Mexico. And so we were going to be there for nine months and ended up staying there for years. My dad and mom were there for 13, 14 years. And then I was there for seven years. And so I was uprooted from Mexico or from the United States, moved to Mexico. And that was really hard for me, Otobi, because in the United States, I had finally overcome some challenges. Like I grew up with a speech impediment and now I had overcome my speech impediment and I was able to converse with people and able to be understood. And all of a sudden now I'm in another language. And so I had to start all over and I couldn't say some of the words and I couldn't learn very well on how to speak Spanish. My accent was horrible. And so then I finally acclimated, got used to it, really embraced it, became more Mexican than I was American. <laughs> And then I moved back to the United States because also my family moved back for a while. So I moved back with them. And once again, I was uprooted. So there's a couple of stories and themes in my life. And one is that of drastic changes and how to cope with drastic changes. And sometimes I've coped well, sometimes I haven't. And then of also always learning how to speak in a new spot. 
and learning how to overcome challenges of communication, which is partially what led me to what I do now. So that's a little bit of my story, but I'll pause there. Yeah, yes. Well, that's that's a very, you know, transformative story. Like, you know, going from um, drug smuggle and smugglers to becoming, you know, professionals, like, you know, working, becoming lawyer and others, and then be, becoming, you know, missionaries, like, you <laughs> know, sharing the gospel and even going to Mexico to on mission work, I guess, uh, I assume. Yeah. Yes, Mexico for mission work. So can you, like, share some of the, the life lessons that you learned from this experience of, you know, growing up as a son of, of drug smugglers and, you know, also moving to Mexico, being uprooted from your, you know, your your environment, even after overcoming your um, speaking impediment um, issue and also going to Mexico, learning the language. What are some lessons that you, you learned from that? And um, how can we relate all of these lessons to overcome, you know, insecurity, for example? And, and I, I assume you, you experienced some insecurity, you know, changing culture and all that, and also exclusion in a cross-cultural setting. Yeah. One of the things that I have found out is that, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate and a lot of people have heard this, is often we we engrandize the past. When we live in the past, we kind of go back and it pulls us away from our future. So when I moved to Mexico, there was always this idea of, well, this wasn't going very well. So if I could just go backwards in time, if I could just go back to the United States, once I get back to the United States. And I've seen people live that way. In fact, I had another friend in Mexico who was the same way. He was like, if I could just get back, if I could just get back. A lot of people live in this idea of, they had a great period of time in their life. Now life isn't going perfect. And if I could just go back, a lot of people right now with COVID, people are thinking if we could just go back and here's the thing, you can't. So it's absolutely worthless for you to have this idea of if I could just go back. And some people try to chase the going back. I remember I met one gentleman. He'd been very successful in the middle part of the United States. And then he moved over to Seattle area and he was very successful in Seattle. But then after being in Seattle for a while, he started having some kind of failure. And so he went back to the middle part of the States and he was trying to chase the success he had there. Well, guess what? When he was there, he was not doing very well. He wasn't super successful. So he went back to Washington. And so he had had success. He had had success. And then he had a failure and he had failure. And when he had failure and when things weren't going great, he tried to go back to the place where he had success instead of moving forward. And so I've seen that in my own life when I was in Mexico, I was, man, if I could just get back to the United States, things would be great. So my parents let me live in the United States for a little while. And then I realized, oh wait, teenagers are teenagers everywhere. Yeah. And just because I went back to the place where I thought everything would be perfect, doesn't mean it is. So when I moved back to the United States after visiting for a while and a couple months in the United States, I realized, you know what, I'm just gonna embrace it. And I fully embraced my present. Uh, my wife and I, during COVID, we made some changes like I imagine a lot of other people did. And, and I have been determined to embrace the present. Instead of trying to go back and chase this, try to go back and capture this. Things are different. We actually made a big move. Let me embrace it instead of fight it. I've done the fighting before and it hasn't gone well. I've seen people do the fighting very good and it hasn't gone well. So for anybody listening right now, what I say to you is be careful of trying to go back and catch the past. Maybe it was a, maybe it was a physical thing. Maybe it was a relational thing. Maybe it was a job thing and you've moved to a different spot, different relationship, different something. And there's a desire, man, if I could just get back to where I was. And the real answer is how can you move forward to where you need to be? 
my parents did that. I did that. I'm doing that. And when things have not gone well is when I have not done that. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's a big lesson I've learned too. The other areas on insecurity is how paramount speeches to communication or to success. And so I encourage people to invest in their communication, buy the book, sign up for the courses, do what you need to, because communication translates to currency. If you have improved communication, it leads to improved relationships. If you have improved communication, it leads to new job opportunities. If you have great communication, it leads to all kinds of advancement. It leads to financial gain. Communication is crucial. And whatever insecurities are underneath the surface, it's worth going into them and cleaning them out so that you can be the person that you really want to be. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you so much for that lesson. Like embracing the present, letting go of the past and moving towards where you want to be in life. Like dealing with the insecurity, dealing with any issue that you have to deal with in order to become who you want to become in life. That's what I got from that. Thank you so much for that. Hey, you're welcome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I tell people again and again, just like what my parents did, they made the choices that made them. So you make the choices now that make you tomorrow and make your future tomorrow. So I assume that that's the power um, in our choices, in the choices that we make, right? Right. Because the choices that we make, um, you know, determines who we become in future. Right, right. Every, I love the idea of success as this big, huge milestone. It's just not real. Like people are like, <laughs> Jeff Bezos, look at him successful. But you know when he was successful? He was successful when nobody knew his name and he was working every single day in his basement to create his company. You know, we see people as success when they hit it. But what we don't see is the people who are doing it every single day. So success is not a huge moment. Success is the small moments that may or may not lead to some big moment. But they're the things that we do daily that are good, that are right. It's the right step forward. It's the helping people. Those are the successful moments. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. So if you could share briefly, if you could reflect back um, to your time in Mexico, growing up in Mexico, how would you say Mexico affected your communication and leadership skills? In, in Mexico, I always saw myself as an outsider. And so when, when I moved back to the United States, I had this feeling of I'm an outsider. And I loved it when people included me. And I always felt special and I always felt worthy and valuable when people included me. So one of the things that I really learned about just leadership and when I moved back to the United States was the value of including people. And of course, right now in the United States, there's so much that's being said about inclusion and making sure that people who don't feel like they're part of it are part of it. I remember not catching some of the jokes. I remember not looking like everybody else. I remember not sounding like everybody else. And I remember people making fun of me just because I was different. And so I felt excluded. And then that became this whole idea of let me include people. And I think for all of us, if we can get out of our normal comfort zone for a while, live in a different country, live in a different environment, find people who aren't like us, we'll feel like it, what it's like to be someone else, no matter what gender, what background, what race, what religion we are. Get yourself out of your normal so that you can feel what it's like to be on the outside. Leadership is so much about finding the people who are on the outside and bringing them inside in the community. I was just interviewing a CEO this morning, 
And he's talking about his recruitment strategies. So fascinating. He's just aggressively recruiting people. In other words, he's looking for people who aren't part of his group yet. He's not relying on them. So that was one of those areas. And then in terms of speaking, I learned so much about speaking, but here, one of the huge things I learned is to try to find myself. And that took me a long time to try to find myself. And I write about it in my book, Speak With No Fear, about how to really be yourself and not try to be an imitation of someone else. Hi, friend. Are you enjoying this episode? We would love to hear from you. Kindly send us a feedback. Are you following us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, maybe on YouTube and other podcast platforms? Are you following us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook? We would love to connect with you on all platforms. Links and further details are available in the show notes of this episode. Thank you. And I'm still going to come to speak with no fear in a short time. Yeah. But first, I just want to make mention of your five books. You have um, five books written. You have Speak With No Fear. You have um, Right To Speak. You have Lead With No Fear. And you have you have Grow um, Your Soul. And you have Connect Through um, Emotional Intelligence also. Yeah. yeah. So, so can you tell me just briefly about all of these books together? Like if for listeners out there who are interested in reading books... What should they, you know, look forward to in reading all of these books? Yeah, so Speak With No Fear is really a strategic and motivational book meant to inspire, like, you can do it, you can do it, and here's how. You can do it, here's how. You can do it, here's how. Hey, you failed, I failed, but you can do it, here's how. So it's kind of a motivational, action-oriented book. Then Write to Speak is simply, here's how to write a speech. Grow Your Soul was a pandemic project. It's just devotionals that I had written a long time ago and released during the pandemic. Lead with, with No Fear is about shifts that you make as a person to lead yourself and others effectively. And then connect with your emotional intelligence. I love it. Brand new. What I'm going with it, with this one is this, that in order to really connect with people, you have to know yourself, you have to learn how to study others, and then you got to work those two together. So the whole framework of connect through emotional intelligence is you, us, or sorry, you, them, us. You, you them, us. us. So understand yourself, get to understand them, and then you can create us. A lot of people wonder why us isn't working, and I think a lot of times that us isn't working. Even, for example, the division in the United States and division elsewhere in the world is we, we start with us when we need to start with ourselves and then try to get, understand others, empathize with others, at the heart of the book is empathy and then you can create us yes I, I like that order you them and us like including everyone together so you work on yourself work on them and work on yourself as a whole like everyone together yeah exactly exactly yes. so what's the best way of people to um, what's the best way for us to get this book like if anyone is so interested to read for example connect with emotional intelligence or speak with no fear or lead with no fear what's the best way to order this book or buy them so people get it on their Amazon or any of their local distributors. I've had many people in, in Germany pick it up and get the book. I've had people really around the world. It's being translated into a couple different ones. 
but Amazon is an easy place for a lot of people to do the Kindle ebook. A lot of them are on Audible or other audiobooks as well. And so really wherever you buy your books from, that's where you can get the book. Yeah. So I'm going to place the, the link to um, all of these books in the show notes for this episode. And even to make it easier, all of these links are on your website. That is www.mikeanker.com. That's right. If that, exactly. So I'm going to place this link in the show notes and everyone who's interested should please click on the link, copy the link and order the book and you know be blessed by every information that Mike has shared in this, in this book already. So I'm so I'm so fascinated by by your story. Like your sto- your your life is a story of good, bad, ugly circumstances, which you know you had to adjust and learn to conquer with confidence, like you've already shared briefly. So and your first book is titled "Speak with No Fear," and that's why I would love us to speak about this book briefly. And this book helps you know us to go from being nervous and sweaty speakers to excited, energized, and passionate presenter, according to what I read on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Can you tell me more about the inspiration behind this book? Yeah, the idea here is that again and again, when people reach out to me and I coach people all day long, and so I'm coaching someone right after this and coaching someone earlier, and I find out people that have this insecurity, this lack of confidence. And the reason why is manifold. But when I had one client come to me and she was working on this, we started talking and she said, you know, I wrote a book and I said, how did you do that? I started talking about it. And I thought, you know what? This idea of overcoming fear of speaking would be great to put into a book because I kept on teaching it again and again and again. I had this just on notes on my phone and notes on my phone and notes on my phone about this. So then I took all of those notes and all of those lessons and all the stuff I'd been saying and put it all into this book. And I, I filled it up with stories and so that people could see themselves on the page. There's been a couple people, most people have left positive reviews as altogether between first and second edition, over 600 reviews. And and most people have left great reviews. Some have said there's too many stories. And I get it. But the reason why there's stories is this. When people are afraid of speaking, they want to know that they're not the only one. And when people are are down, they want to know that they're not the only one down. They They want to feel like there's somebody with them. And I've been there. And one of the things that makes me different than others is that I didn't come out of my mom being able to speak on stage <laughs> right away. Some people just seemed like they were born with a microphone. I was not. Mm. I was born with a speech impediment. So I had to overcome this, and others can overcome it too. That just because you were born a certain way or you had something happen to you or whatever it is, you don't have to be that victim. That You can overcome, and you can create a new destiny for yourself. Yes, that's awesome. You can create a new destiny for yourself. You don't have to be a victim of your circumstances. Yes, right. Yes. Wow. And this book is so good. It is still um, a best-selling book on, on Amazon, so I encourage everyone to pick up the book and read it. And in this book, you share seven strategies to overcome fear of speaking and leadership or in any area of life that it could be applied to, actually. And I will I can list the seven already because I have them noted down already. Um, the first one you talked about was um, uncover and unclean the wound. Mm-hmm. And you talked about imagine the worst. Then you talk about you be you. Then speak to be, um, sorry, speak to one. Then um, the fifth one is it's not about you. And the sixth one is channel the power. And the seventh one is be in the moment. I think you've talked about being in the moment already, like embracing the present, embracing, embracing now yeah. already. So um, can you explain these strategies to me and how can they 
you know, affect my confidence in leadership and speaking. Yeah, so uncovering clean the wound is about not just putting a Band-Aid on it, figuring out what's really there and cleaning it out. Imagine the worst is about perspective. That, yes, I get your fear, but get the right perspective and learn how to practice. Practice dirty instead of just practicing in a sterile environment. UBU is about you not trying to be someone else, but really learning what's unique about your style of communication and not trying to fit into a certain mold. Speak to one is really making sure that you're not speaking to a crowd, but you're speaking to people and that you're adding value to them. It's not about you. It's really the idea that when you're speaking, people don't care about you. They care about themselves. So the more you care about them, the more that they will care about you. Then in the moment, be in the moment, is, or being present, be in the moment, is all about not thinking ahead of when you're going to speak or thinking, Pat, get like, I just got to get over this, but just really enjoy that one moment. And channel the power. You have all this energy going on. Take the energy and turn it into enthusiasm. Instead of nervousness, put it into enthusiasm, into energy to speak. Every single time that you're doing a speaking, a speaking engagement or anything, there should be some level of nervousness because that means you care. Just make sure that you turn it into the energy of caring versus just wasting it and making it energy of sweating and nervousness and everything. <laughs> yes, yes. And that way one becomes, you know, much more confident in um, speaking or leadership also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah yes. the... The idea is that, that the nervousness, the anxiety, the stress really becomes like the dirty clothes. So if you want to become confident, you got to take off the dirty clothes. And then that way you can strip those off and then put on the clean clothes of confidence. And that's actually another book that is in the process of being written right now. I got about I got about three books that I'm currently writing. <laughs> wow. wow. So very soon we have to speak again about the three books. <laughs> <Yeah. we released. laughs> that would be so awesome. That would be so awesome. I'm looking forward to them already. And you frequently write, you frequently write um, where you are is not where you stay. Why, why is this important? What makes this so important? Yeah, and this is always what I really feel is like my finishing line for everybody. So let me just leave your audience with this today, is that right now you might feel like you're stuck and you can get out of it. I love what Ford, Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. So if you think you can't get out of it, you're right. If you think you can change, you're right. But for you to overcome nervousness and speaking, for you to overcome any challenge, you have to believe you can. If you don't believe you can, then you will get stuck right there. So right before I get into strategies, I tell the people in my book, look, look you got to believe that you can do this. Because if you don't believe that you can do this, then you will not try. You won't get out of it. So you really have to believe that you can overcome fear of speaking. And so it's about setting your expectations and starting to look for the right thing. So for your audience today, Toby, no matter where you are, frustrated, tired, bankrupt, in debt, wherever you are, whether you feel lost, whether you feel alone, where you are is not where you have to stay. My parents were drug smugglers, but where they were, they didn't have to stay there. I had a speech impediment, but where I was, I didn't have to stay there. My clients are struggling with their communication, but where they are, they don't have to stay there. And just like them, and just like me, and just like my parents, where you are is not where you have to stay. Yeah, that's so. That's a wonderful closing remark. Thank you so much for everything I've been able to learn from you. I know you, you have a wonderful goal of you know leading others to turn their potential power into actual results, and you do this through your books, through speaking, through coaching, and through your podcast also, Master 
of employee development. And I'm going to place all of this link in the show notes for, of this episode. And all of them can also be found on mikeanchor.com. And, um, you know, everyone who has listened to this and wants more from you, wants to learn more from you, could click on this link and, you know, get to know more, more about your speaking, your YouTube videos, a lot of information and resources um, to become, you know, better in speaking and leadership. Thank you so much, Mike, for everything you shared with me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Toby. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for sharing this message with your audience. Wow. wow. You made it to the very end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for your time, your love, and your contributions. Subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye. Bye.